Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the UK's only vegan magazine, Vegan Food and Living. I'm Holly Johnson, and you can join me on the first Thursday of each month as I chat to some of the amazing people helping to grow the vegan movement, from chefs and influencers to athletes and doctors. Today, I'm joined by Laurie Delahunty from Vegan Happy Clothing. Hi, Laurie. How are you? Hi, Holly. Yeah, good. Thank you so much. We were lucky enough to have had the loveliest day in London recently, weren't we? We were judging the face of vegan happy clothing. Um, it was so hot, wasn't it? It was magical. It's literally, if they could make perfect days, that was like a perfect day. It was amazing. It was brilliant. We sat yeah. on the terrace and went through all the entries. And, we, and we'll get to this in a minute and explain what the competition was all about. Um, but we had Juliet Galatly there and um, Karen Ridges, who some people in the movement might know from, um, she's she's worked sort of with VegFest and um, she's got her own PR company, which um, for vegan, vegan brands. Um, and yeah, it was just like old friends kind of catching up and talking about veganism. It was brilliant. It was, it was really incredible, actually. So, you know, all sort of like all four corners of like the vegan movement, if you like, came together. And it was like we were like school friends that had just met up to catch yeah. up. It was just a really, it's an incredible day. Actually. Yeah, it yeah. was so nice. Well, before we get um, on to, you know, the competition and um, the other work that you do sort of, you know, around kind of vegan activism, um, for listeners who haven't met you or, or heard, even heard of your brand, tell us about how you came to go vegan and set up Vegan Happy Clothing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mean to go vegan. This is my story. I didn't mean to go vegan. I, I literally didn't. And it's no joke. I, I, I laugh about this now, but I actually didn't even like vegetables. So um, I'm not joking. So like, so when people say, oh, I couldn't go vegan, I'm like, if I can go vegan, anyone can go vegan. So um, what happened is um, my dog had an accident late at night. We decided to take her for a late night walk. Um, we'd been out and we got back and, like, you know, she was just looking there like, you know, like, take me out take me out so we took her for a quick little walk and um it looked like she dislocated her jaw but all she'd done is picked a stick up and the sticker got stuck oh so we'd moved to a new house and you know and I'm, I'm it's like half 12 at night one in the morning and I'm trying to find emergency vets and they're all saying bring her down but it's going to be minimum 250 quid just for us to see you and of course you go, yes, no problem, no problem. I don't care how much it's going to cost, you know. And in your head, you're thinking, this is going to be thousands of pounds. She's dislocated her jaw. You know, my husband's with me and he's like all in pieces. I'm like, right, I'm dealing with him, dealing with the dog. You know, I've got like the pound signs racking up. I'm like, doesn't matter, it's my dog. And it doesn't matter how much it costs. And just sort of, so anyway, we got there and it was just this stick and it cost me 60 quid. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, relief, got home. But the first thing I did when I got home is I took chicken out of the freezer. Um, and I was like, something happened. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how, but it was like a light bulb happened. And I just looked at this chicken and I was like, why am I spending all this money on my dog? But I'm gonna take this chicken out of the freezer. And it was the first time I'd put them together. So, so I literally took the, put, put the chicken aside and I thought, oh, I can't waste it. And then I looked at it again and I thought, oh no, it's got to go in the bin. And I didn't know what happened, literally didn't know. So almost like, obviously, distressing night, went straight to sleep, woke up. Um, and I'm, I get up quite early. I don't know why, my brain, I just, I, I wake up quite early. And so I was on the internet. I was like, oh, something's happened. So I started looking up stuff. And by the time my husband woken up, I'd watched Gary Urofsky's Great Speech Ever. And I'd watched some go Joey Carbstrong. So by the time my husband got off, bless him, he'd gone to sleep, woke up. Um, and I said, 
I think I've gone vegan, and I and I and he went what? And I'd given up alcohol like um, you know a few years before, so he knows that if I say something, I'm pretty uh, you know you're not good yeah, for you're it. You're not going to so, around. You're going to get really <laughs> yeah, sort of like you know like am I going to do it? I'm going to do it like you know. And so he, bless him, he'd gone to sleep, and I woke up and I was a vegan, and he's like, <laughs> okay. Um, so, but I watched the Gary Yurovsky speech, and it made so much sense to me. And I thought, how have I not? like looked at this before you know how am I 50 and I've not even thought about where my food comes from and I literally hadn't I'd never even thought about it you know busy person you know food on the table you know rush rush and I was like this is just shocking that I've got to 50 and I've not done it so watch Gary Yurofsky and Joey Carbstrong was big in the news then I think it was he wasn't long like emerging um, and he's had a big row with Jeremy Paxman because he'd been on his programme and Jeremy Paxman had put um, a, a ham sandwich on the side to go to him. Uh, so there's, you know, I've got like Gary Urosky, which is really balanced and calm and every point, and, and Joey, who's very strong. But, but I just thought, no, something's happened, something's changed. But I literally didn't know what I was going to eat because I literally didn't like So I thought, well, I'm going to live on salad. That's what I thought. I'm going to have to eat a plate of salad every day. And I was like, well, that's a bit boring. So then I just started looking up like other other meals. So by the time literally my husband had got up, I'd thought about some meals I could cook. I'd watch Gary Yurovsky and whatever. So um, I Googled a couple of friends that were vegan and they said, you need to watch What the Health. So that night, my husband watched What the Health and within five minutes, literally, he said, well, I'm vegan now. <laughs> so he's, he's very health conscious. So, you know, 50, you know, he's very health conscious. Yeah. He's, you know, he's fit. And he said oh, well, I'm vegan now as well. So so within like less than a day, that was, and people say, oh, you know, how long did the transition take? And I went, oh, <laughs> a few hours. it didn't. <laughs> it just literally was a few hours. So, but then it starts like, you know, you know and, and I can't say we went in originally vegan for the animals. We definitely 100% are now and we're 100% ethical vegans. But, you know, originally mine was, I didn't understand what was happening, but it happened to me. And then my husband's was for health, but now we're definitely for the yeah. animals. But, but yeah, it, it, it was just the most random thing. That is, but That is one of the best stories I've heard. I mean, lots of people I've interviewed have said that they've um, gone vegan because of their dog and, and making that connection. Um, but usually it's when you see the animal rather than, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, they're, they're loving their dog, maybe out for a dog walk. And then they're looking at the lambs in the field and thinking, hang on, you know, what's the difference? Whereas when you do see those packets of chicken or, you know, whatever, you don't necessarily make that connection, do you? Because it's not it's not taking the shape of an animal anymore. And like you say, you, you just live your whole life just rushing around quick. Yeah. Right do a chicken curry or stir fry or whatever and you're not thinking about it but I just love that I just love the fact you woke up and yeah. <laughs> I just went well, as, and also as a result have you seen like the Elwood's dog meat yes. camp um you see I love that so yeah. much because my background is marketing so I love that so much because it just I think in this in you know in what I, say, I call it an industry it's not really an industry but I think we have to shock you know, because, um, you know, like, for example, talking about Juliet, you know, the Muller Killer campaign is so good yeah. because it just slightly turns on its head. It's not too offensive, but it's just straight for the jugular yeah. again. And, you know, we're just so comfortable, aren't we? You know, we even myself now, I find myself getting so comfortable, not in the veganism world, but in, in life, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that's why I, got, I think I got into activism because I got too comfy being a vegan. You know, I, I, I became too comfy. I was like, right, well, I've, I'm a vegan now, so I'm perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, 
well not quite <laughs> do you know what I mean so I need to do a bit more so but but yeah so the, that's why I love Elwood's dog meat because it because we say we're a nation of dog lovers don't yeah. we as I say we're a nation of animal yeah. lovers when in fact we're a nation of dog lovers yeah. you know we love we love dogs not animals <laughs> you know because because we don't eat dogs but we eat yeah cows so true sort of so but I love Elwood's. I know they get a lot of trolling, but I think they're amazing. Yeah, she's brilliant. Such great she was on the show a few weeks ago, actually. So, um, yeah, oh, have, have a listen. <laughs> she's brilliant. Um, yeah, I uh, I was on Facebook and I try not to post anything um, because it's like a personal account from years ago. So I've got all my school friends on there and, you know, people I've sort of met on random nights out. It's not, it's not like it's a work account or anything. And I tend to sort of avoid sharing too much vegan stuff because I know that, you know, probably a handful, well, probably about three or four people out of the 500 friends in inverted commas are actually vegan or interested in, in that sort of thing. Um, and I, I shared a petition about, uh, it was from Compassion and World Farming about, um, live exports. So there was no like horrible images or anything. It was literally just the, the petition with a picture of the, the truck with the animals in. And, you know, it, it, I kind of feel like it's something that even if you eat meat, it's something you could support because you, you know, why, why put these animals through unnecessary suffering? So posted it on Facebook and um, I think two people liked it or maybe four. And I was just, you know what it's like when you, you, you let yourself go down that road and it's not healthy and it's not, it's not good, but just to sort of get yeah. upset because you're thinking, really? Out of all those people who, you know, if I posted a, a cute video of my dog, they'd all be liking it. But because it's like, oh, that's uncomfortable. What, what's this about? I don't, you know, this is like attacking my choices or, or whatever. I don't know what people were thinking as they're sort of scrolling through the feed. But it's just, you know, and it did really upset me because it's like, why, why does no one care? Yeah, I think, I think we're sort of like polarizing as a society. I think because at the moment there's this massive. This is just my opinion, but there's this massive surge in people, you know, protesting and getting active. And then, and I'm not saying everyone else that's not doing that is being passive, but there is like, um, and my husband's certainly one of them, where he thinks that you know, our activism won't change anything. So I think there's a lot of people thinking, you know, there's so much corruption, nothing's going to change, you know, there's no point, you know, and I understand that completely. I, I, I think I'm like, I'm just driven to have to do it now. Um, if it gets nowhere, then it gets nowhere. But I have, I'm driven to, you know, of course, like clothing's a, a form of activism as well, because, you know, the whole reason for, and we'll come back to the clothing, but the whole reason about the clothing was that, you know, I want people to talk about it you know, gently subtle logos, but I want people to talk about it. You know, like, you know, you're walking down the street, you're healthy, happy, vegan, and they go, oh my God, you look, you look good for 94, Laurie. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, it's because I'm vegan. <laughs> and that, and that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But, but yeah, I think that, like I say, I think there's this apathy that, and I, you know, and I'm not knocking my husband for it, but he just thinks there's, there's so much corruption now. There's so much, there's so many rules in place now that we can't act, mm. you know, and then, there's the others that are being arrested left, right and centre because they're compelled to yeah. act. And there's almost like a, a polarisation, yeah, I think. definitely. I mean, at least you've got him to go vegan. I still can't get my husband to cross the line. I mean, he we don't have like... He drinks like soya and oat milk. But, um, yeah, every now and again, I'll uh, some sort of meat sausages will appear in the fridge. And I'm just like... 
oh, I just can't bear it. But anyway. Have you ever thought of a divorce? <laughs> yeah. Several times, several times a day. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the way in with him is because, um, you know, like you say with your husband, it was health, and you, you've got to sort of find the angle, haven't you? So I think maybe I need to get him to watch some more documentaries. Maybe that would uh, bring it home. Yeah, I think um, I think like in my exposed and cruelty side, my activism side, one of the other directors, her husband isn't vegan either. But what we have noticed, he's getting much more involved in what we do. So like we did a festival the other weekend and he was really involved in it. So I, th- I think that everyone's going to get to it. I honestly believe that everyone's going to get to it. And I don't know whether it's going to be for, you know, global, you know, you know, environmental reasons, you know, like global warming, you know, health. I think everyone's everyone's got their journey towards it. I just think we're all aiming towards it, but at just different yeah, places. Yeah, that's true. He'll get there. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Well, let's talk about the clothing then. So at what point did you, I mean, I'm presuming you went vegan the next morning. By the next day, you just had the whole company set up and... <laughs> Do you know what? It was. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. It was about a week. About a week later. A week. And it's just. Yeah, honestly, it was really quick. It was really quick. So my background is I've got a marketing agency, like a small marketing agency, and um, I literally went vegan. And then you know, it's like they say you know a vegan's coming because they'll tell you a hundred times before they get to you, sort of thing. So I thought I wanted to say like I was vegan, um, but everything I could find, and I'm not knocking this sort of like clothing because I think there's a there's a place for all of it. Yeah. And I have some myself, but a lot of it was like um, slamming meat eaters, and you know, like you know, people standing over a cow with a dagger, and you know, and <laughs> it just wasn't it wasn't sort of like how I felt, and it is it still isn't how I feel. You know, like I I I don't want to hate on people that haven't got here yet. Yeah. I want to gently encourage them to get here. You know, I want them to feel open to talking to me and people at Wavy can happy. Um, and I think sometimes those harsh, slow, harsh stuff can be, I don't think it encourages conversation. It, this is just in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I wanted I wanted to wear vegan stuff and I couldn't find anything I liked. So um, I just thought there's a place for, you know, a soft, subtle logo, you know, where, you know, a brand that you can easily recognize, you know, monochrome logo. And literally within, I spoke, I spoke to my husband, within a day he designed the logo. Um, literally first pass. Yeah, first pass. Um, I was like, oh, I love it. It's perfect. So, so within a week, it was set up. I know it, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I just felt um, because I've been doing clothing, um, clothing myself for clients for the the marketing agency. I thought, well, I wonder if I can actually do that for for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's branched out now. You know, we, we you know we manufacture some of our own stuff, a lot of our own stuff now, and you know we have a lot more stock holding. But you know, initially it started with a five hundred quid order of some stock. Yeah. You know that that he bankrolled. He said, "I'll just go for it and do it." And you know, and, it, and, and funny enough, actually, that came out of um, a focus group with some vegan friends. But all the stuff that came up in the focus group, none of it sold. Right. So you know, my my tip friend, yeah. So you know, I, I sort of like, I was trying to please people rather than doing what I felt was right. Yeah. So now I only stock things I like. I only stock things. I don't, I don't stock things that I think will sell. I yeah. stock things that I, that make me get excited. We've got these all weather robes in now. Like, um, they're just amazing for like dry, you know, like dry robe than, type oh, things. They're so, yes. They're, they're, they're like dry robe type things. And they like, I went to, um, Brighton Pride with some friends and I literally on the Saturday, anyone that was there will know, it was torrential, 
torrential. And we had a customer that said that she went to a festival this weekend and it was torrential. And she said everyone else was like packing up and going home. And she sat in there watching McFly in her, in her robe and not caring. And so like they're fully waterproof. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. But yeah, so it's, it just, yeah, it just started because I couldn't find what I wanted. That's all it was. Yeah. I, I mean, I was only joking about setting it up overnight, but you actually literally did. <laughs> I'm glad I've got yeah. a good measure of you. You like, like you say, you decide to do something, and it's like, bam, it's done. Um, the dry robes, I, I unfortunately already have one. Otherwise, I'd get one because I love the idea of that. Especially like after, like the other day, um, I've been trying to make the most of the the sun re- making a sort of quick return before you know the end of sort of August so um, me and my friend went for a run along the beach and then went for a swim and we did it twice last week and I obviously afterwards it's just great to stick your your robe on so um, yeah I love the look of those it's uh, I think that's the perfect time as well and because you're often if you're sort of like um, on the beach or whatever sort of early in the morning a lot of people are sort of into their fitness and and health and stuff as well so um, but yeah, I absolutely love the clothing. You very kindly sent me this um, gorgeous jumper, which says Vegan Vibes. One of the less subtle um, sort of items, isn't it? I think this is like big, bold. When you're in a sort of a good, positive mood and you're like, yep, I'm vegan and I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there. Yeah, but... So it's still like really positive messaging. So you never have anything negative from us, either in comments or in like designs, yeah. whatever. Because um, I think we've got one of our iconic ones I love is my devoted to kindness range. So that's just a logo, but it sort of like embodies whatever we think. Because yeah. one of the problems with um, veganism, I think, is that, um, not veganism, but I think we need to love each other so much more. And I think that generally we need to love each other so much more as a globe. So, you know, if we can do that as vegans, because I think vegan is all about compassion. So, um, but there's quite, there's quite a lot of hate sometimes in the movement, you know, in, you know, in, within vegans, like sometimes you're not vegan enough or, you know, or you're only plant. And the other thing is like, are you plant-based or vegan? Like, who cares? You're not hurting animals. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's just like, let's just not hurt animals basically. So yeah, we have, we have got some larger ones. So we've got vegan vibes, vegan original. And that was just really to, um, just to shake it up a little bit, you know, but they're still always positive and never never hating on people that haven't jumped on yet. That's yeah. I think like I was saying with my Facebook post moment, it, it can it can be hard to stay positive sometimes. I think when you're, you know, entrenched in the movement as, you know, you're you are as well as myself and a lot of a lot of our listeners, and you're maybe, I don't know, just seeing a lot more sort of news articles or or negative you know press or whatever and and you're constantly thinking you know the situation for these animals is is desperate and and sometimes it, it really overwhelms me and I just I think about you know the pigs in the firing crates and, and you just kind of want to scream and and make it stop but definitely going down that route is not the way to change people or change you know um, our food systems and I think we it's almost like you have to have this constant reminder to sort of pull yourself back from that and say no like you say you know compassion just support people um don't sort of shove it down their throats or anything and and you know I think vegan happy sort of embodies that doesn't it it's like a nice gentle reminder it's like no stay stay in the light yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and try I mean like I I mean don't get me wrong I can't hardly even take my husband out for dinner anymore because he's such a ranty vegan (laughs) 
you know, like, he's like, do you know what's on your plate? Do you know where that came from? So like, so, but, but also on my activism side, on the exposing cruelty side, you know, there's so much pain. We're quite involved in campaigns that are trying to end vivisection. And of course, when you look at vivisection, particularly like Camp Beagle, with, um, with 2,000 Beagle puppies being bred for animal testing. But, but that, you know, like vivisection is obviously a source, it's something close to my heart, but when you look at that compared to like farming, animal farming, agriculture, you're like, it's just that. There's so much abuse. There's so much horror. There's so much abuse. You know, so much suffering of animals that are seen as not worthy of anything. Yeah. It's almost like difficult to... And, and you talk about compassion in world farming who are simply brilliant. You know, they're simply brilliant. There's so many people doing such great things, you know, and, and one of the people that, um, that we talk to quite a lot is a, a girl called Emma Slavinsky, and she's um, Director of Change at RSPCA. Okay. And I had a bit of a problem, like, when, when I sort of, like, became vegan and I started looking into it and I became an activist, um, because I just felt the RSPCA weren't doing enough. And then, so anyway, we start talking to, we tried to get to Chris Sherwood at the top, as you do, and he put Emma Savinsky in touch, and she's director of change, and they are doing such great things. But she likened it to a tanker that's like been, you know, maybe slightly off course, and it's coming back on. Because, you know, the RSPCA started out as direct act action. I don't know if you know this, but it started out as direct action, you know, like going and doing raids and stuff like this. Right. They're just awesome. But, you know, the RSPCA are doing such great stuff. So we quite often like speak to her because we think that there's not enough conversation, there's not enough dialogue, there's not enough almost like business networking within the movement. Yeah. So so we, we we're trying to do that as well as a, as a you know exposing cruelty, you know, and, and vegan happy, but just to try and like talk to people to understand the landscape because as you know there's so much secrecy around everything that's going on as well. You know, there's so much secrecy. Yeah. So it's just, you know, you're right, because I think you can read a, an article or, or something about an organisation such as the RSPCA and kind of, you know, take that judgmental view that, you know, they're not doing enough. And and then it's sort of like you're almost writing them off, aren't you, and, and focusing on other things. Whereas I think, yeah, opening up conversations and connecting and, and you know, actually just understanding where you're, everyone's coming from and what they're trying to do, I think is a much more positive approach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, recently they did um, the league against the league against cruel sports brought thirty two groups together, um, including the RSPCA, for a coalition um, collaboration coalition, um, and it was to try and get trail hunting banned because obviously it's a smokescreen for fox hunting. Yeah. So thirty two groups came together, and I think we need more of that in veganism as well. We need more groups coming together, putting egos aside. Yeah, because um, I think together we're, together we're stronger. Yeah, so. Um, so recently, like uh, on my activism side, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to collaborate with other groups because, you know, we just think we can get a lot more done, you know, talk to people, network with the right people and, and form strong strategic alliances, basically. Yeah, that's really good advice. What Tell us about the festival then that's just taken place. How did that come about and how, what's your involvement with it? Oh, so the festival. Right. OK, so so with my exposing cruelty side, which is the activism, um, which was born out of Camp Beagle, basically. We were, we were all at Camp Beagle and we met. And our directors are, you know, ones, we're very different. But one of the rules that um, Exposing Cruelty is that we all have to love each other. There is no animosity. There is no backbiting. There's just, we all love each other. If we can't love each other, we can't help the animals. 
And we've got a great bunch of people. It's a great bunch of people that all have mutual, all very different, all mutual respect. Has to be that way. Um, anyway, so we wanted to have a festival. So we thought we want to have a festival that's really um, discusses the topics that are really current right now. You know, we don't have the money like, you know, vegan camp out for the big names, but we do have people within veganism that have got a lot to say that are really good. Mm. So we had, you know, like people like George Martin there, you know, Carnism debunked, you know, we had vegan, vegan Queen V playing, but we had, you know, other acts. We had some amazing singers and stuff, and we had some amazing, you know, like um, like thought-provoking discussions over two days. But the most important part, it was going to be our fundraiser as well, so it was going to raise joint funds for us and joint funds for the sanctuary. But the sanctuary is going through a crisis, so a crisis of of, of cash. So we all the money's gone to them this year. Oh. Um, but also, I've got a rescued, I've got a rescued sheep there. So I rescued, um, I yeah, I rescued two sheep, two little lambs, four days old, called Love and Star. Um, unfortunately, Love died a short while ago, but he did have four happy months at the sanctuary. Um, and then I've also adopted um, another one, another two actually. So I've got three sheep at the sanctuary. And one of the other directors at Exposing Cruelty, a girl called T, has got more animals there than I care to remember. She goes to do undercover and then comes back with something. Do you know what I mean? She'll go to a chicken farm and she'll say, I've got... A, and turkeys or whatever so it's part of her like job perk I think (laughs) Um, so so there's loads of animals there that we that that they look after for us you know that they you know there's such a great sanctuary it's it's it was the first farm animal sanctuary in the UK called the farm animal sanctuary near Evesham founded by a lady called Jan Taylor it's been going over 35 years you know back in the day she used to go undercover in like when it was the smoking beagles she used to go in like labs and be like a lab technician and get the footage that was needed to do an expose. Right. You know, it's she's just she's just incredible. But like I said, they're going through a cash a big cash crisis. But we had an amazing festival, it, and the, it was really windy one day, but it was really sunny, so there was no oh, rain. Oh, the, we had over fifty stallholders. Um, the food was just. And you'll know being a vegan, it's just amazing to go somewhere and everything on the menu you can have. Yeah. You're like, can't I, I got, I've got to, can't just have to check, has it got oat milk or have yeah. you got vegan cream? Or it's just all there. And it was just, the food was just ridiculous. It's almost too much though, isn't it? Like as vegans, we're used to having like three options max. And it's like, oh my God, there's so much. I want it all. <laughs> it was like a sweet shop. That was the thing. There's probably about 15 food stalls. And the, the real sad thing is I couldn't get around all of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, they actually had... I can't remember his name. I think it's Mr. Moo or something. But that Moo ice cream. But they had a, a vegan Mr. Whippy. Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Vegan Mr. Whippy. And the cones were like, Amazing. oh, it's just, it was incredible. Yeah, and I camped as well. So just recently, like with the Exposing Cruelty lot, I've never really done camping. I've had really bad experiences. I've done it on a shoestring and I've had really bad experiences. But one of the other directors of Exposing Cruelty bought a tent. She said, Laurie, I'm going to look after you. So I've got like, I get there and there's a blow up mattress and I've got a sleeping bag and it's all done. And I've got to say, that's my Kaz. She's just amazing. But so we're camping. So that's a whole other experience. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, really grounding and walking around barefoot and... Yeah, so, you know, I'm coming up to 59, and I think that I'm almost, like, becoming a kid again. So, you know, like, whereas I'd go, oh, I'm not doing that, I'm not camping, you know, give me a hotel. Do you know what I mean? I'm now like, no, I do want to camp, and I don't need makeup, and forget the hairdryer, I'll just tie it up. And, you know, it's almost like I think I'm definitely regressing. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) I think it's a good good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's never too late to sort of discover new things and new experiences. And I... 
absolutely love camping. I discovered it sort of, I think, maybe late 20s with friends. And again, I started off with, I think we forgot our pillows. It rained. My, <laughs> my jeans got wet. You know, we had nothing, like no sort of stove. And our friends sort of had all the gear. And we're like, oh, right, okay, they've got a kettle and a... You know, so over the years now, we've literally got half a garage full of all the stuff. And we, <laughs> well, I love it because you, every night you're reconnected with nature. You see the sun go down. You see, often see it coming up in the morning. And actually, when I get home and I'm sort of in this big box where I can't see the sky all the time, and I'm like, what am I doing? I just want to live my life in a tent. But <laughs> I think it's probably yeah. kind of romanticized a little bit because it's, you know hard work if you're living like that but yeah I think it's um it's such a nice experience it sounds like an amazing weekend you you do it every year then so we are going to do it next year as well so we're just literally deciding on the date right now but we're going to do it next year as well yeah and we did like a a call out at the end and said look should we do this again um because the sanctuary do have an open day but they've never done an open day like like that yeah you know and it was amazing and everyone everyone um everyone that went said they want to rebook as in a storeholder and all the people that we spoke to want to come back but they all said um they'd gone for one day and they wish they'd gone for the weekend camping right yeah oh I so want to come next year yeah so like um on the on the Saturday night we had um we had some of these festival bands with lights on and we had them on the stand just on our exposing cruelty stand as like a little extra fundraiser if you like and like when it got to the night and it was dark and we weren't going to have a second night because people were going home we just gave them out so everyone that was sitting in the audience had all these lights on and we're like right okay so we need to do that anyway next year because it was just it was like being with all these fairies it was just cool it sounds so magical I will link to the sanctuary um for our listeners so that if anyone um feels they're able to donate then they can um we'd love to support them yeah that'd be amazing sounds like such amazing work that um they do there oh we haven't even talked about the competition yet have we have (laughs) we talked about the competition no so So this is why um, why we ended up meeting. So tell us about the Vegan Happy competition, why you kind of decided to do it and all the amazing winners. Yeah, so I just came up with this idea of like the face of Vegan Happy because I know what Vegan Happy means to me, but, you know, and we, we do get a lot of feedback, you know, so far we've got 100% five-star rating, wow. which I think is just incredible. We've been going for over, yeah, we go for over five years. And of course we get things wrong. Of course we do. But we try and put them really spectacularly yeah. right. So, you know, hopefully negative turns into positive. Yeah. But anyway, I wondered what it's like. We do get really good feedback. But I thought, I wonder what, I wonder what our people look like. And they say when you have a brand, you're meant to have brand personas. And I thought, well, what if we've got actually, instead of a, a fic- fictional brand persona, why don't we have some real people? Yeah. So, um, so we, we designed this competition to like find, find six people that we thought really embodied vegan happy. You know, and this goes from obviously like I'm like the mid age, uh, uh, the old age bracket of it. So it's 18 to 30, 31 to 50 and 50 plus. But I, but as all vegans, I think all vegans feel like they're about 25. <laughs> we get so much B12, don't we? We get so much B12 that we're like buzzing all the time. Yeah. So, um, so like I think the 50 category, we really like. 35 and I think it's just it's just amazing and all the pictures you were there with me all the pictures of people 
everyone was phenomenal and yeah. like we wanted to pick everyone you know it some was... people um in fact I got re- I've got to tell you this it's a bit digressing but I got a really nice email the other day this guy was saying have we called the winners out and I sent him the link and he said oh you know it's just that you know my wife anyway I looked at, I looked on his Facebook not stalkery but I thought I wonder who this guy is and I looked at his wife and I said right I said your wife didn't win because of votes I said but we loved her. I said, she absolutely embodies, you know, she's style, she's grace, she's stunning. And I actually actually went back to him and I turned like a really negative comment into something really positive because his wife was one of the ones that we actually Aww. loved. We absolutely loved her. But, but I'm sure you agree that we loved all of them. Oh, it was so hard. They all hard. had something magical. <laughs> it was really it was hard. so hard. It was like, ah. So, and we had like this pile of paper, but, but yeah, so we've got some amazing people now, you know, like, I don't know if you saw a clip the other day and we didn't know this at the time, actually. I think what people need to understand is we didn't actually delve into who they were. Um, but one of them, Jack Light, he actually um, lit up the stage at Vegan Camp Out, who's, he's just got, I think he's got a song that's just been, uh, last time I looked, it was six million streams on it. You know, Annette, Ward- Annette Wardell, who is with, I, I think it's the National, British English National Symphony Orchestra, is the chief soprano. Oh, wow. Chief soprano. Yeah. So there's a picture, there's a video of her in one of our tops practicing the other day. Um, you know, we've got Antonia Willens, who's in the, you know, the Viva adverts. Uh, happy Singh. Happy Singh, who's one of our winners. Oh, happy. He's my, I love him. He came to the festival. So I actually got to sit on a hay bale with one of my winners. Oh, lovely. So, so everyone, I, and if I've not mentioned all of you, I'm so sorry. But everyone is becoming like like a, a proper family. Yeah. You know, and I, I really hope that would happen. But I didn't, you know... I never thought it would, but they actually are becoming like a family. And Chantelle Leach has been like on the beach with our, you know, like with our coats, with our robe on, yeah. and I've got some great beach pics. Because the problem is, being a small brand, we don't have a lot of money. Mm. So, you know, we've had to rely on like stock photos of like, the, the, you know, if we don't make it ourselves, we've had to rely on stock photos, you know, and just look, put our logo on to, to, you know, so it's shot well, but, you know, you know, we're vegan happy, but a lot of our photos, people aren't smiling. You know, yeah. that's not okay. So, so you know, Chantelle's gone straight to a beach with our robe on to, like, send me some pictures. And, you know, people have just been amazing. They've really taken to it. Another one of our winners is Lynette Kamala. Lynette is head of the Notting Hill Carnival Committee. You know, she's just been hosting the Notting Hill Carnival this weekend. Wow. You know, she's, she's a female DJ. You know, she believes festival raise your vibe. And, you know, like, and if I've not mentioned one of our winners, I'm so sorry. You know, but everyone is just... So amazing, but you know, it was so difficult to choose, wasn't it? But they have become like family. But a special note from the festival was sitting on a hay bale with Happy Singh. Oh, bless. Yeah, I think I'm friends with him on friends with him. I think I follow him on Instagram, showing my age, aren't I? (laughs) We're friends on Facebook. No, I think it's Instagram, but um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I love the energy that you're spreading within the movement and, and the work that you're doing because it's just. You know, and the name of the brand just sums it all up. You know, vegan happy, just kind of like injecting this positivity into our lives, keeping us away from the dark side of like, you know, everyone needs to go vegan and I'm, you know, stressed and I'm upset and angry and everything else. Just, yeah, like I, uh, it's it certainly really inspires me. And I know, you know, all our listeners will feel the same. Um, and hopefully go and go and purchase some of your items because I can I just say the quality is so lovely this jumper I've got is like 
sort of fleecy lined and it's so cozy I just love it again I'll link in the show notes to um to the website and also to the winners that people can go and check out it's been so lovely to chat to you Laurie thank you so much and um yeah we'll uh, hopefully catch up again at some point soon thank you so much for having me Holly please do let us know what you thought of today's episode you can email simplyveganatanthem.co.uk with your thoughts or you can leave us a review on your platform of choice as it really does help us to rank in the charts don't forget to join me on thursday the 2nd of november when i'll be chatting to karen carney sports presenter and ex-lioness about veganism and sports 